Welcome to Sales is Not a Dirty Word, the show that proves if it's a fit, it's a fact. I'm your host, revolutionary sales coach, Alicia Barr, and the creator of the Black Sheep Sales Method. If you're a done-for-you service provider who's ready to sell differently than the mainstream status quo so you can grow your profits and impact without pressure, pitching, or pretending to be someone else, then this is for you. And this episode is going to be a little vulnerable. It's not something that I'm super proud of sharing. However, it is an experience that a lot of us find ourselves going through, and there is a lot that can be learned from it. And it has to do with bringing on crazy clients and if they're a fit. And that's why it's so important to be so clear on who a fit is. And this is an even harder lesson, but being able to see the red flags after you bring someone on and saying, oh, no, never mind, instead of just continuing with the person, which is where I really went wrong. Because when I talked to this person, they seemed very normal and committed and ready to do the six months, ready to understand that like we get quick wins in this program because I immediately do a deep dive session where I create a custom sales framework for you. But like there are a lot of variables in sales. And so the first draft is not the final draft. The first draft of anything should not be the final draft, right? So this client was coming on from a referral who she she did Facebook ads and Facebook, any kind of paid search is going to be a much colder lead than someone who's been referred for obvious reasons. So there's a lot of pre-call education and a bit more optimizing and adjusting required because the leads are so cold. However, for someone to be a fit for me, they need to have a certain price point of an offer. They need to have gotten clients results and they need to have leads that want their thing and need it and can afford it. And this person met all of that criteria. They were a bit stressed because they had, you know, they were spending money on ads. So they wanted to make sales quickly. And usually when I work with people, as long as they're having calls, they make sales within the first 30 days, definitely the first 60 days. And they always double their return in the six months that we work together. So like, for example, I had a client come from the same Facebook ads program and just from our initial phone call before we even worked together, closed two paid in fulls and within the first 30 days had increased her closing rate from 10% to 50%. So even with Facebook ads, it's not that unusual for those results to happen. A lot of times they double their return in the first 60 days, which is something that I shared with her. It's like, I don't really see any reason as long as you can, you know, show up and communicate with me and do all the elements that are available to you. And when we started, she got real demanding. So very quickly, she started asking for things that were out of scope. She started asking for them to be created in under 24 hours and on the weekends when I have a year and a half and a five-year-old. And that is when I should have said, you know, this doesn't seem like a great fit, but I wanted her to win. I want, first of all, I wanted her to win because she was stressed and I felt for her. And then I also wanted her to win because it would validate that I'm a badass. I overdelivered so far, been, you know, went so far above and beyond. And it, I'm just, would feel really good about that, right? And so I continued on. And especially because I do a half day in the beginning to create your sales framework. So, and I put in an extra 90 minutes on top of that for her in the first month. And so it was like five hours. I created a bunch of done for you marketing stuff from scratch, which is not something that I usually do. Anything I could for her to win, right? 
And she emailed me at the end of 30 days. She didn't take sales calls until the last week. There was a 19-day break in the middle of it. And then the last week, she took a couple calls. And it was very clear that the issue is that you can't script every way that a sales call can go. And so I have weekly group calls to practice those skills when your prospect does something unexpected, like presents an unexpected objection, also to practice pitch weaving, things like that, right? So I told her, you've got to come to these calls so that we can get these skills in place. And she just didn't. And I told her that if she went through the course, it would help a lot. She just didn't do that. As I'm delivering all of these things for her that I've done done for her, you know, and she takes these three calls and there's a lot of positive feedback. She's enjoying the sales calls now. She never thought that she would say that. That's something that I hear a lot. It's one of my favorite things to hear, especially if somebody just absolutely hated sales before that, that they were naturally flowing. She was recommending me to other people because my offer was customized. And that's something that is a huge struggle for people in the sales space since it's usually one size fits all and you have to customize it to yourself. And that's really hard to do if you're not a sales expert. So it was really unexpected that you know, at 30 days with a 19 day break in between, she came back and requested for a refund and emailed me and said that what I did didn't work for her in 30 days, which is an extremely short timeline. And that she didn't find value in what I did for her. And that if I didn't give her a refund, she was going to trash my reputation. And I was so shocked about it. Um, because I had just gone so far for this person. And I know in the email, like she was trying to hurt me and insult me. She also threatened to sue me with a lawyer and stuff. And this was like $2,000, you guys. It was not a huge amount of money. So in a way it's like, maybe I should just refund it because the freaking principal, uh, just like whatever to get it out of my energy and emotion. But it's so messed up that I like how much this person doesn't respect someone else's time as a professional, as a, as a a human to another human. Also, if you're putting that energy out to other people's businesses, like you're going to get that energy in your business. I don't know if it's karma or something else, but when you operate like that, no, there's no way that your business is going to go well. And so she did, she, she dragged me in a shared Facebook group. She put that I was a sleazy sales coach in there, that I made promises and guarantees that I didn't deliver on, that I told her she would double her investment in 30 days. I absolutely did not say that. I just explained that a lot of times it happens within 30 or 60 days, definitely within six months. If I had known she only wanted to come on for 30 days, of course, I would have known that was not a fit and not taken her on. However, after she does this in this Facebook group, I have multiple service providers reach out to me and let me know that she did the same thing to them, that she came on, seemed normal, then became extremely demanding and asked for things out of scope in a very short period of time and then asked for a refund and threatened to trash them if they didn't give it to her. Out of the two service providers that I talked to, they gave her a refund in the first two weeks. They were like, this is just easier for you to go. Another one said no before she even came on. And I'm the idiot that continued because I had already put in so much time and effort and energy. And because I clearly felt like I needed this external validation that I could get this win anyway, even though everything was against me, the timeline, the pressure, the mindset was complete scarcity and fear. Um, and just like a complete lack of gratitude or appreciation, like at a bare minimum, it's nice when people are like, I know that this is a difficult timeline. Thank you so much for doing all this extra stuff. Like blah, blah, blah. No, nothing like that. So 
it was a really good lesson that I've gotten a lot of times. And it's the same justification that we have for staying in relationships that aren't good, right? Oh, well, I've put so much time and energy into this already. I should just make it work. And ironically, put in more time and energy, right, into something that's not working. And it's so easy to convince ourselves of that. And when we experience it, we're like, never again. I will never do it again. And I try to be super clear about who is a fit and getting really clear on what expectations they can have up front to avoid this issue because it is so painful. And a lot of times this also applies when you're looking for some money in being better than no money. So one of the service providers said that she came on and he missed her red flags because He had a bunch of a third of his clients leave him with one of his uh, employees who started another agency. And so he was in a bad headspace and brought her on, but caught himself fast enough to say, it doesn't matter how bad things are. This is not worth it. Because when you bring on a crazy person or a nightmare client or whatever you want to call them, it drains so much energy and emotion and really makes you doubt yourself. I mean, it kind of sent me into a, Is something wrong with me? Did I misrepresent? You know, of course, combed through all the details, consulted multiple people. The the girl who owns the Facebook group, you know, I I laid it all out for her. She was like, no, this person is a scam artist, which they are a scam artist. But, you know, that took a lot of energy and effort to look through. And it's pretty toxic, honestly, to have a nightmare client in your world like that. So I don't know if you can relate to saying, okay, I've already done stuff. So I'm just going to do more. So that work wasn't a waste. Or if you can relate to some money is better than no money. Or if you can relate to if I get this win and I over deliver, this person will be happy and they will love me. And I will know that I'm really good at what I do. And none of those things will serve you. (laughs) If you can avoid them, if you can think about how bad it feels When somebody doesn't appreciate you and when somebody comes back and does this type of thing to you and know that you are a badass when you work with the right people, the people who, I don't know, implement what you say, come to calls, aren't demanding, are appreciative, respect your time, respect your boundaries. Those are all really important things for a fit. And if somebody does slip through being able to say, this is not a fit, go on your way. And I would, I should have given her money back after she started being really demanding in Slack. And I hope that this helps somebody who might be going through something similar or thinking about going through something similar. Just stop yourself now, you guys, and be crystal clear on who is a fit and be very upfront about who is not a fit, which I definitely was in this case. I I was very clear about when they wouldn't get results and what would need to happen. And they they clearly had some other agenda in their mind of like, I'm going to get everything I can out of them in the shortest period of time and ask for a refund. So there was some context missing for me to make the best judgment call. However, I definitely could have after they started. And so you guys be as clear as possible about who you do not want to work with and let people know. I mean, I've worked with clients Most recently, some that would like everything to be done for them without being able to review content. Can't do that. I need you to review the content, right? Another person who has clients that chronically don't show up for monthly meetings. I'm going to need you to show up to monthly meetings so that I can understand what's going on in your business. Like being able to communicate those things up front really makes the other person accountable to them, usually, unless they are an intentional scam artist, which 
I like to optimistically think is the minority of people. Maybe that's idealistic of me or naive. I don't know. But it's going to help you at least have the peace of mind of knowing that you managed expectations up front and it's not on you. And you can stand really firm in, in that. And I even have a no refund clause in my contract that's like, I cannot possess your body and do this for you. This is not done for you. I'm not selling for you. I'm not showing up on the calls for you. So your active participation is necessary. And for that reason, like I can't offer refunds. Please be intentional. Please tap into me. Please take advantage of all resources. So even when you have an ironclad refund agreement, someone can say, I'm going to go leave all of these horrible reviews about you. And I get it. People get burned all the time. But when somebody is clearly trying so hard to over deliver, you would think that that the response would be different. And also like to have realistic expectations based on what the person lays out, like believe them, you know, and um, I, I don't know, it seems very exhausting to go and scam all of these people, like get everything from them you can and then ask for a refund and then have to go and and leave them bad reviews and stuff. It seems easier to just stick with something and get results. However, that's the minority. Be clear about who's not a fit. Be clear about what you do not do and make sure that the other person does not need it because ultimately it is not worth going out of scope. It is not worth violating your boundaries and it is not worth bringing on someone who is not a fit for you because it is so toxic and so draining and it will affect you financially as well as all the other intangible ways. So that is the end of the episode for today. Hard repeat lesson. I would like to say that this is the last time it'll ever happen. Let's see. Let's let's see if I if I learn the lesson and and a year from now I'm presented with something like this. Let's hope I still remember this freaking lesson. So that's a good stopping point for us. And this has been the Sales is Not a Dirty Word podcast, where we show you how to convert up to 80% of your sales meetings without pain pitching or pretending to be someone else. And if you would like a custom framework that is going to guide you through your sales conversation in a way that is aligned with you and takes out the cringe and obnoxious from all of your sales conversations, then please, please book a sales level up call. And I will actually listen to one of your calls or go through a script and let you know what should be adjusted and changed. And there will be a conversation about whether it's a fit. And I will let you know if it's not. I'm not going to invite somebody to invest and spend hard-earned money if I'm not super confident now more than ever <laughs> that you are going to get that result as quickly as possible. So thank you all for listening. And I will see you next time.